Cool. Yep. No. yep. That was my fucking fault as usual. Yep. You guys ready? Almost every time. <laughs> you know, one day I'll get it. <laughs> it's only been three ha- fucking we, years. We haven't had a single time where it's just worked off the top. Hello, hello. Who who is this? This is a uh, your friendly neighborhood podcaster, uh, Nick. Uh, uh, what is the podcast? I think it's I think it's discussed a lot by my grandchildren, but I'm not quite sure. It's a it's a blog for your ears. Oh, are you are you the are you the queen? <laughs> is is this the queen? The queen of what, exactly? Of the Britons? I don't know. I feel very ethereal. Yeah, you're float. You're floating above us. And I, I didn't, uh, honestly, I thought you had better things to do in the afterlife than hang out over here. Well, I'm trying to connect with a long-lost relative. I'm not quite sure. My name is Francis Queen. I, I, I'm not royalty. I just want to know... What 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 are we what are we doing here? What a what a queen incidence that uh, another queen died recently and it's floating above our podcast. Well, you can stick around and hang out, but uh, we're going to start the show. I'll leave when we do frequency starring Dennis Quaid. That is not uh, not relative to the podcast because this is the definitive podcast for movies underneath twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And frequency is too good for the podcast. I think that should be a new catchphrase for us. Frequency is too good for the podcast. Yeah, frequency <laughs> is too good for the podcast. Or just, or just we say, uh, like that's too good for the. Okay, we're we're gonna come up with a catchier phrase so that it can become the catchphrase. Uh, but she's uh, the ethereal presence is allowed to hang out. And uh, R.I.P. the the actual queen, Queen uh, Elizabeth the second. Uh, May the Irish love the day. <laughs> uh, cut that part out, Kyle. No, leave that part in. We're playing black and tans uh, the, <laughs> the whole podcast over. That's right. We're an anti-imperialist podcast. Always has been. Uh, you know how we be. That's Nick. I'm Steven. And uh, we got a special episode today, sort of. Special episode. Special meaning delayed. Yes, uh, delayed is one. We're going to make it up to you. We're going to do a couple bonus in the next few months. Uh, we got, we're going to have a busy fall. Busy fall for us. We're going to get to 150 by the end of the year. This is episode 140. Get them PSLs ready for those DSLs because we're running wild. And we have the uh, what we're going to say is the first ever all-star of the podcast. Five-time yeah. Five returning guest. Inaugural Hall of Famer. The one and only. ZD from Iowa, Zach Dubuque. <laughs> He's not really from wow, Iowa. Wow, guys. I'm not, I'm not really from Iowa. Thank God for uh, that. I started to disappoint all my Iowa heads. Uh, but thank you. Uh, honored to be back. Honored to be an all-star Hall of Famer. Feel like I've earned it. Uh, hang my jersey from the rafters. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's up there. Uh, the rafters of this garage will never look the same. Uh, we will act as if you'll hang up there with that uh, ethereal lady that is also joining us for the podcast. Zach, as a five timer, now we get to do the inaugural, also uh, the uh, the top five. Top five. We're going to ask you to rank the top five of the five movies that you've done. Steven, can you name the films that he's done already? Well, yeah, first off would be the, the film we're discussing today, and that is the uh, uh, Real Rotten Hall of Fame, Hall, Hall of Disgust. The uh, number one zero percenter of all time. All uh, time by by top critics on Rotten Tomatoes, according to Rotten Tomatoes, that is Ballistic X versus Sever. Uh, he was recently on for uh, the uh, the cinematic um, masterpiece, according to blind people, Morbius. Uh, he was also in. Uh, he also reviewed the movie Serenity. Also reviewed uh, the in last year of Living Cagerously, uh, Bangkok Dangerous, and then another Cager at the beginning of Living Cagerously, Eight Millimeter. Zach, name them, name them, five to one. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I'm exhausted just naming those <laughs> those five movies. <laughs> Grenade launcher oh. to your head. Give us your top five. It's Morbin. Okay, it's Morbin. Place. It's Morbin time, as we would say, Zach. It's Morbin time. Which is on the way. <sighs> I wish it wasn't Morbin time, but last place, it has to be Ballistic. This movie was fucking awful. Really? Compared, <laughs> um, compared to Morbius? I would rather, I think, watch Morbius again than watch Ballistic again. But it's it's actually close, which is not good for either of those movies. I'm not mad at that. Uh, they're, they're both pretty bad. So I would go Ballistic is five, four, very close Morbius. Hmm. And then I think I have to go Bangkok Dangerous. Fair. And then 8mm wow. and Serenity. Serenity is number one. Surprise Serenity up there. You are the one who convinced us to do Serenity for the pod, and we have not forgiven you for that in in, a, in the nicest way possible. Yeah. You know? Jason Clark in that movie is Jason uh, Clark. to behold. <laughs> Jason Clark. Hey, it's Jason Clark. Don't to be confused with Joel Edgerton. <laughs> the, uh, repeat, repeat joke. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, you know, it gave us our... Um, it gave us uh, it gave us hope. It gave us. Uh, not, I've, not I've watched. I've anger. watched. Uh, I've watched Serenity again no, since the experience. Haven't. I have. Right. I I've just caught it. I caught it at the right time, right place. I was like, you know what? I would do it again. I'd watch it again after the second time. Something about it, it. It was the yeah. It's the it's the McConaughey laughing. It's Anne Hathaway being in it. I love seeing Jason Clark because I know that he is probably. If I had to do my my top five guys who could just who I'd want on my side in a fight who just look like normal guys that can fight, Jason Clark is in my top five. You you must have seen Lawless because that's exactly yeah, what he, he does. Be, yeah, he beats the shit. Lawless was one of my first favorite. Like, what the fuck am I watching movies? Yeah. Oh man, he gets his neck sliced open and he survives. Unbelievable. One of my favorite things that has ever happened in cinema. I'm a, I'm a bonder. <laughs> that's my uh, Tom Hardy. Did they all get in actual fights on that movie? I'm, I'm sure everybody just like just fought each other all the time. Yeah, there's a lot of. I know there was a stuff. naked fight for sure uh, between uh, Shia LaBeouf and uh, John Bernthal. I want to say it's not John Bernthal. It'd be Tom. It'd be, oh, uh, Tom Hardy. Tom, Tom, yeah, no, Tom, Tom Hardy. And, Tom Hardy and uh, something like that happened. Tom Hardy and Shia. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank that's you for an all time. That's an all time aggressive male acting cast for Wallace. Like I can't oh, yeah. imagine what the, the set for that movie <laughs> between that and Fury, like. there should have been a dead body. 
Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, concussions and uh, egos, hopefully being broken. But you know, who knows? Who knows anymore? Um, but you know, thanks. Thank you for that, uh, Zach. Speaking of oozing machismo, uh, all male podcast for today. Uh, missing missing our two male counterparts, uh, aka our producers. You know, no big deal. Uh, Tales all this time. Who needs them? Beauty and the Beast, literally. Uh, you figure out who the beauty is. I guess we can say why we uh, we missed the last podcast date. Uh, COVID got to us. COVID, COVID struck rampant. struck the podcast uh, deeply and sharply, and uh, we we did not recover in time to to get the uh, first of the month we're missing podcast payments. in. We're so. missing payments. You know, rents due. Yeah, but we're hoping we're hoping these uh, these next few make up for it. Uh, movie news. What do you got? Movie news. I have a I have one thing. What's your thing? And one thing only. Uh, don't worry, darling, is the talk of the town. Uh, by the time this podcast comes out, it will be over a week old, and I'll still never get over it. The The film that I'm going to see strictly because of the drama behind it is Don't Worry, Darling, and I can't say that I've had another film where I'm going to do that, where mm. I've done that. Mm. I've always, always been interested. This one I was only semi, mm. but now that I know uh, the goings on, I, I just got to check it out. And I read the reviews, middling, middling. at best. Oh, uh, no. But they did say this reminds us of like the studio 90s erotic thriller types with a happy ending. And I was like, you know what? That's exactly the type of movie I want to see. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. in. I'm in. Zach, okay. Zach, what's your opinion on Don't Worry, Darling? Uh, I'm in the same boat. Uh, I will be seeing it a little early. I think like a week or two early on Monday wow. uh, at the Alamo Draft House. Shout out the Alamo Draft House. Uh, do you have that? Do you have the pass? Uh, I don't have the pass, but I'm on their mailing list, and oh, they hit you, you with the, uh, they hit you with all the advanced screenings. You don't have even have to be a member. So secret shows. Shout out, shout out to the Alamo Draft House. Uh, but I'll be seeing it. I'm excited to see it. I think for the same reasons you are. Uh, I liked the trailer. Good trailer. Uh, middling reviews. Harry Styles' accent sounds like it changes scene by scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, Nick Kroll, Chris Pine, Florence Pugh. I'm in. I'll be there. I'll watch it. Chris Pine just proving to everybody that he's he is the best Chris, and it's kind of a runaway nowadays. Uh, Evans, maybe Hemsworth, maybe, but Pine Pine has really for me created a lot of room in the number one spot of Chris's. He's the hipster Chris. Yeah, um, hipster Chris. Maybe Chris, that's why I connect to him. Chris Evans is the mainstreamer. Uh, uh, Chris Pratt is the um, soon to be uh, employed by the Daily Wire, and then. Um, <laughs> And then Chris Pine just, you know, he lists, he reads Mother Jones. He um, he got his English major at uh, Cal. He's got a cravat. Um, you know, things things work out for Chris Pine. And Chris Pratt is, uh, you know, trying to walk back some of his Christianity. No, he's not. He is. He uh, recently did. He's full of shit. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of full of shit, let's talk about Ballistic X versus Sever for a, real, or for a little bit before we get into the trailer. We got a colon alert. We got a colon alert. Ballistic Colon, colon X versus Sever. And what uh, better movie to include a colon uh, than this movie? All, unfortunately, the shit did not run out of it. Because there's plenty of it. Yep. Let's hey, get a little taste. Yeah, a little taste. A little taste. Agent Jeremiah X. Brilliant. Agent Sever. Deadly. When they meet, they'll find something they least expect. I told my daughter... Just got beat up by a girl. An ally. Let's finish this. My turn. 
Antonio Banderas, Lucy Liu. Ballistic X vs. Sever, rated R. Uh, before we before we fully dive dive into ballistic experts ever, shout out to the soundtrack for peaking. A lot of a lot of a lot of drop beats, a lot of snares, a lot of um, a lot of random record drums. Crystal Method, name of the game. Come on, Crystal Method in a movie is 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 peak peak action movie. That's all I got. But then but then the other half of the soundtrack was all like other real angelic women's. and like what was that it's like just the jump cuts like scene by scene between like the crystal method and then that Mm -hmm. you know you know that's how denny uh denny villanueva uh you know got inspiration for dune yeah i'll spoil the worst part of the movie for me and it was the music (laughs) it was i just never matched a thing that i heard that i was watching it was really bad especially the ending where it was a a r&b love ballad at the end of the movie, end was, the end was good. I I love a I love an unexpected cut to black song, and that was a good one. Oh my god, no, it was so bad. I'm putting it in there. It was like it was like I was back in Entourage again, and, and Entourage the episode ends, and then it's just like a banger, and you're like, yep, yeah, okay, cool, good feelings. This this felt like an Entourage movie in the yes. in the series that like would have come out that got somebody fired. Yeah, you would have saw uh, clips. Uh, yeah, yeah, playing in in Ari's limo <laughs> as he's going to work. Uh, it it would have been like uh, Vince's girlfriend. He's like, oh, I'm in the or Gertley's dating, never girlfriend. Uh, he's like, oh, I'm dating the girl from uh, Ballistic X for Sever, and then you'd see a clip from it, and you'd be like, oh my goodness, <laughs> <laughs> she's a one episode girlfriend. Yeah. Yeesh. Just like this movie, uh, critical rating for Ballistic X vs. Sever. Uh, we spoiled it earlier. It's a solid zero. Big old goose egg. Audience score, 19%. Not that bad of a discrepancy. I like I like how close it is to, to zero. It's definitely still under 25. Uh, so it's eligible in both categories. It holds the record 118 reviews and zero positive ones. Yeah. Not one positive review. I... There could be a conspiracy theory about uh, in that there has been on the internet at one point one professional positive review of this film, mm. but it was not taken into account in Rotten Tomatoes, so it does remain a zero. So wow. this is the most reviewed 0% movie of all time. I wonder why it got so many reviews. Uh, it seems, I don't know it, if it was widely distributed, uh, but maybe we'll get into that. Well, it's definitely widely, widely distributed. It made, uh, it cost $70 million. So It's ha- a $70 million they- movie? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know how many explosions were in this movie? An unbelievable amount. There's no way that this, this didn't cost a pretty penny. Uh, it was released a year after the Matrix, so I think that's where we can really uh, let the let the blame lie. But we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, critical consensus: a startlingly inept film. Ballistic X versus Sever offers overblown wall to wall action without a hint of wit, coherence, style, or originality. Fair. That's all you got to say, Nick. What's your blurb? Uh, well, first of all, I disagree with the consensus. I think that this movie is just fine. <laughs> and and uh, maybe because I watched it in the way that people watch action movies nowadays. You're insane. You're if, an insane person. If I'm I sorry. If I walked into a theater and I watched this movie and I played good, hard American dollars, which is more than the euro now, RIP the queen. Uh, actually, that's pounds. <laughs> it's yeah. British sterling, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, 
then maybe I would be upset. But having having watched it on the side while working a couple times, I oh, gotta so say, you didn't pay attention? No, I watched oh, it twice. Wow. I watched Brother, it twice to make this sure. Guy stinks. I watched it not one but two times to make sure I didn't miss a moment. Who's the inept host now? Uh, Nia, my. I'm going to our girl Nell of Common Sense Media. Keep thinking it's Neil, by the way. Every, Every time, time I, I read it, it. Yep. <laughs> it's Neil. <laughs> Every time we touch, we get that feeling. But she said, this explosion movie is a complete bomb. Ha ha. Good joke, Nell. Good job, Nell. I'm sure she's heard that joke a million times. Jodie Foster as hell. Sorry. I, I, I'm a blind spot for me that I will rectify one day, but Never I want to make sure it's worth it. Pretty sure Liam Neeson's in that movie, and I don't know why. Can we do? Can we rent an AMC theater and watch Nell but convince all of our friends that we're watching a different movie? It's and New Parkway. That's what it <laughs> yeah. is. And then just play Nell? Yeah, we'll uh, Zach, Zach Parkway. would you come to that? Oh, absolutely. The Nell trap. <laughs> you all fell for my Nell trap. <laughs> Zach, what's your blurb? Uh, I got my man Nick Rogers from the Film Yap. Hey, uh, who says two of my the backyard? Names. Sorry, <laughs> the backyard battles you staged with your green plastic army men were way more exciting and almost certainly made more sense than man, this. Man, you know that's a good point. When I was watching this movie, um, I thought um, I thought about the fact that hey, I think I might have thought of this plot when I was playing with my action figures when this movie came out. Just just a, just a quick thought. Just it had it had real on. cocaine idea vibes. Apparently, I was doing cocaine when I was 11 years yep, old. Yep, yep. You, uh, you were degenerate. Fun dip. I was fun doing dip. a bunch of fun dip. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only powder I was fucking with. Uh, my blurb, Mick LaSalle of, uh, of our uh, local pub, pub meaning publication, SF Chronicle said, uh, two big things are missing. Anything approaching a visceral kick, fair, and anything approaching even a vague reason to sit through it all, even more fair. The martial arts sequences, for having Ray Park in this film, a.k.a. Darth Maul. We're going to get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really bad. Really bad. Lucy Liu with her kicks were was not was not cool. I have a, no. I have a, I have a take that I want to share later, but Zach, go ahead. I was going to say, all the fighting felt like weightless and like directionless and stakeless in Why this Why would movie. you like, have fight sequences in slow motion? And there, yeah, sense. and... Like it, nothing looked like it actually affected or hurt anybody. It's like they're just spinning through the air and kicking each other in the head, in the face, over, and then just getting up like it's nothing. And yeah, yeah. lots of lots was, of. I think this is how um, uh, you got served. Got its inspiration. It's like I want to fight these people, but I just <laughs> want to spin in the air and ma- and mesmerize them. Oh, I got a movie for you, starring B two K. Future contender, you got served. Yeah, of course. You're bugging me out. I got somebody. I got somebody in, waiting in the wings for it. Uh, notable critic, of course, we're going to go to our guy, Raj. Uh, all Gbert with Ebert. Uh, Ballistic X versus Sever is an ungainly mess. Ungainly. Submerged in mayhem, occasionally surfacing for cliches. He included it on his most hated list. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, Richard Roper called it uh, one of the worst movies of the year. Um, lots of cliches. Lots of, lots of good cliches, but also you could tell how, um, how Ben Stiller basically destroyed parts of this movie in Tropic Thunder. There's a there's a lot of clichés that are carried over in Tropic Thunder weirdly. Um, but we'll get into that. Well, this was uh yeah, this was an idea somebody had an outline of and then they just decided to make the movie with the outline. Yeah. Nobody wrote the script. Yeah. 
They just made the movie and they're like, this is, we have the idea. Let's just keep going and hopefully uh, we'll bring it together. I mean, there's a lot of backstory for this, for this film because um, I mainly know it because of the video game. And I thought the video game tied into this movie, but apparently that wasn't the case. Um, We'll talk about that in a little bit in the fat corner slash back shack. What's the video game? There's a video game. It's literally called X versus Sever. It came out 10 months before it was a quick little bit of a trip. Is it a movie video game? No. No, it has nothing to do. It doesn't look like Antonio Banderas. Sever doesn't look like Lucy Liu. It's a, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. We'll, we'll talk about it. Well, okay. Uh, more facts. Uh, release date September twentieth, two thousand two. Tw- twenty years coming up on twenty. Big Twomp. Big Twomp for B E E V S. B E E V S. Beavis. Yeah. Beavis. Yeah. Project Beavis. Project Beavis. Rated R. I don't know why it was rated R. Do you know why it was a rated R? Strong violence. Strong violence. No, there was no blood. There was zero there was blood. N- no blood in this movie. This movie was PG-13, but I think that they wanted to, they just called it R so that people might show up in the same way that people showed up for, I uh, was uh, Matrix rated R? Matrix was rated R. Okay, so I think that's what they saw. But there was blood in, in Matrix, and there was language in Matrix, and there was nudity in Matrix. There was none of that in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what this movie really could have used a little bit of, and that's uh, blood. I don't see a rating. Nudity. Where am I? Where am I supposed to look for a rating? Check IMDb. The runtime, though, hour and thirty-one minutes. You can't complain about that. Can't beat it. I thought that was extraordinary. You don't see many action movies that that clock in at the ninety-minute mark, and I'm really happy that this one did. It's insane to me. Uh, it flew by. It went by really fast. I'll give, I'll give really that fast. movie that. I'll give the movie that. Maybe sure. because it's just a bunch of bits rolled into one, so you you don't feel like you're watching one thing for a long time. You feel feel like you watch like 15 things yeah. over a period of time. Right. But uh, I'll take that. I'll take that any day of the week. 90 minutes. So. Take my money. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it needs to come out of the zero percent category just based off of a uh, category rating, just based off of that alone. It it should be at least one because it's a a solid 90 runtime. I thought initially watching the movie that the, that the plot was a bit meandering, but it weirdly tied in at the end. It did weirdly tie. Weirdly is weirdly is the operative word that we will get to. I think that we should explain the twist at the end. It threw me off like at the second to third act, (laughs) but then the third act wrapped it up in a bow. I was like, I I can't be mad at that. (laughs) No, that's why I'm not that mad at this movie. It's fair. It it ended. And I was just like, I didn't, I expected maybe more twists, but I, I, what we got was, Something. Mm-hmm. It was it was definitely something. Yeah. Um taglines. This movie has fucking good taglines. Mm. And I'm gonna the first one real gives me a uh, it's the friends you made along the way energy. Mm. And it's your most dangerous enemies are the friends you've double crossed. It's not bad. That's good. That's good for that's the DVD objectively cover. good, yeah. Yeah, that's good for the DVD. Cover. And the other two, the other two was this September, Lucy Lou goes ballistic. Nice. And then they had another one that was this September. Antonio, Antonio Banderas <laughs> goes ballistic. I could see both those movie posters standing right next to each other. Like, Hell like, yeah. Hmm. If I don't like Hell Antonio, yeah. I'm going to like Lucy going ballistic. <laughs> but I don't like Lucy going ballistic. I'm going to watch Antonio go ballistic. This yeah. is prime time for both of them. Yeah. And I would be fully in. Uh, what is Zach? What is your stance on a Lucy Liu and b Antonio Banderas? What? How do you feel about either or? Lucy Liu, I feel like has one line like halfway through this movie 
that like she gets one line of dialogue. Yeah. Um, weird. Time. Very weird choice because she's very charismatic. Uh, I love Lucy Liu. I did not love Lucy Liu in this movie, and I think that's just because she is not given anything remotely interesting to do. Yeah. And again, like I think like all the characters are so thinly drawn. Like you said earlier, it really feels like they just made this movie off of an outline. They're like, we'll figure out your character later. Just stand in front of the camera for now and don't do anything. Don't make any bold choices. Just kind of be there and then we'll figure it out. Uh, Yeah. Before you mentioned, uh, before we started the podcast, you mentioned um, Ally McBeal and this was right around the time where she was one of the one of the supporting cast members of Ally McBeal. And that I think she needed to fire her agent when her career started to take off because she just took all these silent roles. Like she was she was like a body language character in Ally McBeal. The first thing I saw her in was uh that the Payback movie uh, with uh, Mel Gibson, which she's also in with Greg Henry, who is who is the big bad in this movie. So it's it's a weird it's a weird late nineties thing that Greg Henry yeah, tri- and Lucy Liu triple, were a thing. Triple G, Greg G R E G G. Yeah, G R E G G. We'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she took a lot of silent roles in the beginning of her career, and and, and I think it wasn't until Charlie's Angels uh, rolled around where we were like, oh, she can act and she's funny and she's she can you know we we like when she speaks. Not just uh, not just to sit there and look pretty or look uh, menacing as she does in Ally McBeal. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, love Charlie's Angels, fantastic. She's fantastic in that movie, mm-hmm. uh, and I, you know, that's what I kept wanting for this movie. I was like, when is she gonna get fun? <laughs> and on, just like everyone else in this movie, it never happens. Right. Uh, no one in this movie is having fun. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, you hit you hit that one on the head, and I think that overtly serious this movie. Well, this there's no reason for it to. This be. movie is extremely serious and self serious in the terrible way. But uh, I read in the trivia that stepping on the trivia that this her part was written for a man. Dumb. So maybe they expected uh, more. They just kept the role the exact same. Even doesn't make sense because in the video game, Sever is a woman. So it's, it still doesn't make sense. And there's no way they would have been able to change that very quickly, right? Because it's a video game in the two, early 2000s. Once you decided something. The game came out no, before the movie. There was no going back. The game came out before the movie. That's just <laughs> all you need to know about that. Antonio Banderas at this time. Okay. he. Uh, so Lucy Liu backtracking just a little bit. This is. A year, two years after Charlie's Angels, the first one, the original. Uh, she was also in Shanghai Noon. Yep. She was also a voice in the game SX Tricky. Yeah, SSX Tricky. It's which, tricky. Uh, which is one of the all-time... All-time snowboarding games. Yeah, just fantastic, unbelievable game that we'll never be able to live through again. Yeah, great soundtrack. Yeah, another game that EA Sports blundered. Who would have knew? And then uh, Kill Bill after another Charlie's Angels uh, right after this one. So Where she barely talks. She has a monologue, and then uh, and then she gets her, uh, she gets her uh, cap. All yeah, leading twice. up to the 2006 movie, Lucky Number 11, where we love, uh, where we love a Lucy Liu. You're so terrible. Charismatic queen. That's that's the Lucy Liu that I like. The one where she's like a little chatterbox, you know? She's running back and she's forth. She's like an investigative reporter in yeah, the movie. She, yeah, she's not even reporting anything. Fantastic. We love it. We love it. No, she was just a she was an early true crime fan. Mm. She's one of those uh, one of those people that solves true crimes as as a just a pre-podcast. Yeah, she's pre-podcast era. So I think she uh, she really has a lot of room to grow and I think they can make it happen. Oh yeah, they're gonna, they're totally making a lucky number 11 sequel. <laughs> Antonio Banderas though. Where where does he sit for for both of you, uh, Zach? You first. What is your first thing you think of when you think of Antonio Banderas? 
Uh, I think the problem is this character just makes no sense, right? <laughs> like he's ostensibly mourning his wife. And in the, even in the clip you play, they're like the genius Jeremiah X. Uh, <laughs> what did he do in this movie that displayed any amount of genius? I'm not sure uh, a, uh, a shotgun at range uh, proves your genius. <laughs> Unless, you know, he no. could have a slug round. He could have slug rounds in there. But even then, it's like, yeah, better guns to shoot with. And just, like, he, he thinks his wife is dead. But then they show the flashback of him thinking his wife is dead. And, like, he gets blown away from a car. But he's totally fine. He sees his wife the same distance as he was from another car that blows up. And he's just like, oh, she must be dead. And the guy, the FBI agent's like, it was a closed casket. You never saw a body. And he's like, my wife is dead. Yep. And then he's like, she's alive. And he's like, well, then where is she? Like, how bad are you? You're a fucking investigator. A federal investigator. You couldn't look into this one? You were just fair. like, well, I saw an explosion. To be fair, I guess she's dead. the wife. The wife was hidden by some shrubbery. <laughs> to be fair, no, he didn't find her teeth or anything. Isn't he the main identity? No sign of a dead body. He's just like, well, my wife was completely incinerated by this explosion. <laughs> she was vaporized. And how did how did she not do any more investigation? Like she would also be the person that has to identify yeah, the body, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this again. Makes no sense. And then he, when he first sees the FBI footage of Robert Gant, he's like, Robert Gant. He doesn't at all no, go like, hey, that guy used to be best friends with me and my wife. We had dinner several times. She was the last person he was with when she died. He's just like, oh, yeah, Robert Gant. Huh. I think I recognize that guy. I like, know a name. I, I yeah. Like, what is just, uh, again, this so, movie needed about a dozen more passes on the screen. Agent Carter, <laughs> you are now Robert Gant. Antonio at the time, uh, I think. Well, he, he post Zorro. Post Zorro. Uh, uh, this is this is I think right after Spy Kids. This is exactly right after Spy Kids. Yeah. So there's just no living up to Spy Kids. Is really what happens, and he and he's in like the most beautiful spy couple of all time in that right. movie. Right. Yeah. So, that wife is smoking. I don't even know what her name is. It's Carla Gugino. No, uh, not Spy Kids. This movie. Oh Justin. yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's smoking in this. Soto, Talisa Soto, I think. Talisa Soto. Talisa. Shout out Talisa. You did good by showing yourself in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that is her name. She uh, was not in much else. So uh, good exactly. for her. Good for her there. Exactly. She, she was a uh, Kitty Kittyana in uh, Mortal Kombat. No one cares. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. She's Katana. Mortal, Katana. Katana in Katana yeah. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That's why she looks so familiar. There you Who go. New man, future contender. Uh, budget. Uh, we'll do plot keywords because we haven't done that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've got that. <laughs> are we gonna do taglines? We skipped our own taglines. I think we can't. We can't because those are so good. You That's can't what beat I was those. Zach, did you have a good one yeah. line in your yeah, wings? Yeah, I've got a tagline. Yeah, no yeah, way. You can you can go for it. Go you're for gonna it. beat. Uh, you're gonna, Lou you're gonna beat ballistic? this September. Lucy Lou goes <laughs> yeah. ballistic. That's the that's the standard we're at right now. Yeah, it's a fair standard. Here's my tagline. This isn't just good versus evil. This is bad versus ass. Wow. <laughs> wow. You want it. You snuck two versus in there, too. <laughs> Revolution Studios is going to offer you a job today. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to reboot this movie. Plot yeah, keywords. I like it. I like it. Plot keywords. Are we, uh, you can explain some of them, I think. I, I, don't, I can't. Uh, one woman army. One woman army. I mean, that's that's, you know. Self-explanatory. Yeah. Wushu, which is a martial art. Yeah, that's what I thought. What kind of martial art is it? What does that mean? Uh, very stylistic, um, like kung fu, but more 
flashy. Okay. Flash, flashy kung fu. Okay. Secret agent. Uh, a secret agent is an agent that works undercover. Okay. Uh, sti- As in, like a mystery agent. Stylized violence, so like violence um, um, uh, created by Prada. Sexy violence. Uh, and then standoff. Uh, standoff, there was maybe two. Two? Two in the whole movie, if that? I don't know if there were stands-offs. Stands there there were stands-off, stands I think. That's mm-hmm. like attorneys general, right? You, you plural general. the stands. So dumb. Yeah, stands-off. I don't know standoffs. Stands stands off. You know, you're just gonna stand off. Stand off. <laughs> stand off. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> the budget seventy million dollars. Yep. So, uh, it, that's all actor related. There's no way the practical effects weren't that crazy for it to be seventy. There's million. a lot of explosions and a lot of explosions. How much money they do did you think Banderas asked? Yeah, but they're all bullshit cars. They were no, they weren't real cars. <laughs> like, oh, we're gonna have this, we're gonna have this police car in the city of Vancouver that has no sirens and just says police nine one one. Yeah, don't tell me you bought that at a police auction the day before shooting. It was in Vancouver, though. You know, uh, Vancouver probably not cheap to shoot a movie. Yeah, Vancouver Public Library. It costs a pretty penny to. I didn't to know that it was in Vancouver until Ray Parks was like. In we're Vancouver, in Va- we're in Vancouver. <laughs> we're in Vancouver, and I was like, "Oh, cool! I didn't, I didn't realize that. That's cool." Yeah, thanks, Toad. Um, <laughs> uh, trivia: Film grossed less than thirty percent of its budget at the box office, making it one of the biggest box office failures in film history. In good right, I say. This should have been a DVD movie. This should have never hit theaters. Well, exactly. Well, now it wouldn't. Now it would be a streamer movie. Well. But this was the time of of action movies going straight to video, and and you know I think I think that's what killed it. The studios are like, look, we paid seventy million dollars for this piece of crap. We got to try to 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 take it to the theaters to recoup something, and it just fell uh, apart. Yeah, this is probably one of those few that didn't even make its money back on DVD, which mm-hmm. is where a lot of that movies made their money back. Can you tell me where have you seen this on cable? I've never seen this on cable. I've never seen it streaming either. No, it can't be on FX. It can't be on on AMC. It's not it's not one of those films. You can't even rent this movie on Amazon Prime. Yeah, you can't <laughs> Which you can't is stream unbelievable. it. <laughs> you can't stream this movie anywhere. You can't rent it from Google Play. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It wasn't on my friend's Plex account. You're just you're just asking me <laughs> to steal at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, as yeah. I said earlier, Agent Seven was written and uh, to be played by a man. And the film's original stars, according to IMDb trivia, set one Wesley Snipes and Jet Li. Didn't they eventually star in a movie? Oh no, that was uh, Jason Statham. Never mind. And Vin Diesel and Sylvester Stallone. We're gonna talk about Sly. We're gonna talk about Sly. I wish we had. I wish we had gotten that version of this movie. Vin Diesel and Sly? Sly Stallone. That would have been pretty good. Who plays who in that? Who? It's called that, Mumbles versus Mumbles. It would have been called X versus Seth. Zach, who are you casting as who in this in uh, that one? Sly is definitely Banderas yep. because Vin does not have that range. And then Vin is Sever for sure. <laughs> yeah, because he'll be quiet for 80% of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And he'll yeah. have sympathy for a kid. And the kid's like, oh, you look like my my pet doll. But we're going to hear them say that uh, X, X is a genius. And then it's just going to cut to Sly Stallone sitting at a bar. <laughs> No, Sitting in a bar with like a pair of way too small glasses on. Hey, you know, I dabble in chemical engineering once in a while, so you know. <laughs> okay, I got it. I should say this for the Sly Stallone episode, but I'm going to do it now. Uh, showed Jesse uh, Rocky for the first time. And oh, good. Oh. Her, uh, her, she, she thinks it's good. Uh-huh. She also thinks it's about an autistic person learning how to fight. 
<laughs> yeah. And it, they're both on the spectrum. It basically is. It like almost 100% Adrian is. Adrian and Rocky are are both developmentally disabled it's, in some way or another. It's love on the spectrum meets yeah. uh, Creed, yeah. which you know is actually a good movie, I think. That's why it deserves be- that's why it deserved best picture. It was it was a um it was a societal love story that that um no one wanted to believe. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a lot it wasn't about a boxing movie. <laughs> it was about a kid that just wanted to try. There's a lot of underrepresented uh, fact- uh sex of people in that movie that we we don't think about on a daily basis. You got you got a, 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 a you got a kid who gets post traumatic um uh disability. I'm talking about spider. <laughs> you got birds people obsessed with birds yeah yeah a lot of bird people um man yeah that's um much appreciated that, that film it gets uh, it's underrated because people just think oh it's just a boxing movie <laughs> zach do you have some trivias uh no my only trivia was that this movie would only exist because of the matrix mm. uh and it was i think fast-tracked because of the matrix they saw that and they were like Oh, we've got a similar movie, and I'm sure that inflated the budget on a movie that had no business being in theaters. <laughs> so I guess Keanu Reeves' fault. Sorry. Yeah, even the uh, the uh, the screenwriter was probably like, I could use a, a couple more weeks, and they're like, Nope, where <laughs> this it just started production. <laughs> he was like, What? <laughs> okay. Uh, my favorite trivia is that this was not nominated for any Razzies, not a single Razzie nom. I wonder why. It's very strange. It's not that that's what I'm saying is it's not outstandingly bad. It's just not good. I think it's so bad it didn't even want to be mentioned by the by the Razzies, but you know, <laughs> it's just me. Uh, I love the fact that there was a the video- Razzies were like we're punching down if we if we talk about this movie. <laughs> so there was a video game that was made 10 months before this film, but but the but the director wanted to make a video game based on the movie after um, after that video game came out and they did release it and it was um, a shell of what that that first game was. Well, the early 2000s was prime time to release a game and a movie. I'm telling you, though, the the the, the game that released before the movie is a critically renowned game. It's It was released only on the Game Boy Advance, and it was in 3D. How crazy is that? That's, uh, you know, for all you ga- gaming nerds. That's a fun trivia if I've ever heard one before. Yeah, sure. Uh, speaking, of, uh, speaking of useless information, the who's of this movie, director, Wyke, which... Which Kao Sanananda Kao San Wick <laughs> Wick Kao Sayanada Which Kao Sayananda aka Chaos It chaos. was directed by Chaos which yeah. which makes more sense He went by Chaos at the time This, when this I saw movie was directed screen, by Chaos Yeah I was like oh fuck you Yeah like <laughs> You're, this was this was like what his first or second This is his second, first like American His movie. second movie yeah his first American movie Yeah second movie ever and, Already, he's like, I'm going just by chaos. McGee got hard after reading that uh, <laughs> credit. I must, yeah, I must add, that's probably the reason McGee exists. So again, yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we would not be a podcast if not for McGee existing. Uh, even though I'm not sure we've done a McGee movie, we have to have, right? No, we haven't. 140 episodes and we haven't gotten around to McGee yet. Nope. This is unbelievable. Yeah. I'm doing some McGee research while you do the rest of this. Uh, writers Alan B. McElroy. Uh, don't know who that is. Uh, I'm assuming he's the fourth uh, member of my brother, my brother and me but who knows uh notable crew cinematographer julio macat or julio macket 
Uh, he was also a cinematographer on Home Alone, uh, Wedding Crashers, and uh, Beach Biotic. Probably a millionaire. Probably a millionaire. Like he's guy. a gozillionaire for sure. Actors in this film, of course, uh, Lucy Liu and Antonio Banderas, who play X versus Sever, respectively. You have Greg Greg Henry, the big bad. Like I mentioned, he's most famous to me as the big bad in Payback, but he's also um, Star-Lord's grandpa in the beginning sequence of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, he's in something else. I don't I don't really remember. McGee update. Uh, no. No movies directed all, by him under, too good. under 25. They're all too good. He's got one that we could do because it's 26, uh, and I and I would like to do it one day. Terminator Salvation. No, that's 33. Damn. Um, this means war with our with oh. Tom, Tom, an all-time Chris confounding Tom movie. Hardy. Yeah, and Reese Witherspoon, an yeah. unbelievable that it's bad movie. Mm-hmm. That's a future Hall of Famer. I think that we uh, that should be on our list at some point. That's uh, your that's your marriage movie. That's like right <laughs> in there. That's that's the 2012 movie. So it looks like we're gonna miss the uh, 10 year reunion of that one. You know, so who knows? four years from now, this means war is happening. Uh, we'll probably do it as a bonus. And then of course uh, Ray Park as the second banana to the big bad. Ray Park being famous as Toad from X Men, as I alluded to earlier, as well as uh, Darth Maul. He is a uh, uh, super famous Hollywood stuntman in regards to the worlds of stuntmen. He was the only believable fighter in this movie. Yeah, he could fight. Uh, Antonio Banderas, easily the worst fighter in this movie. Not great. It was great. it was kind of shocking how bad he was at hand to hand combat. I mean, he didn't know shit for being the, a smart guy. The second that he he lit his cigarette at the bar, and then the guy came up to fight him, and it took every ounce of strength that Antonio Banderas had to lift that guy up and throw him on the bar, and that for that guy to pretend that he was hurt. Everything happened in slow motion, but it was all happening real speed, and I was like, "What is going on?" And that was the fifth minute of the movie, and that's when I knew things weren't going to go great. Shout out a uh, quick quick cameo. Julio Martin played by Miguel Sandoval. He's that guy. He's yeah, he's an ultimate ultimate, ultimate that, that guy. guy. Ultimate that guy. Uh he's most famous to me as being the bodega owner in Seinfeld. <laughs> That's not where I would have put him, but uh He's Yeti. Yeti, 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 Yeti. Uh movie plot corner uh Rotten Tomatoes. Nick, take it away. Haunted by the mysterious death of his wife, Jeremiah X, Antonio Banderas has become a recluse, but the former FBI Manhunter is blackmailed back into service to track down an unstoppable ex-DIA operative, codenamed Sever, played by Lucy Liu, who has kidnapped the young son of the head of a secret committee of international security agencies. How was he blackmailed? That was a word jumble, first of all. Uh, he was blackmailed because uh, your guy, Miguel Sandoval, came up to him and said, I know where your wife is, and I'll tell you after you find this kid. That's blackmail. I thought blackmail was something bad. Like we have bad information that will that will spill to you. It's using you something to get somebody to do something. I mm. think, or maybe it's technically more extortion. I think than blackmail. Mm, that's fair. Uh, but you gotta talk to a lawyer. About I, that. I think that we're just uh, we're slicing extorting hairs on that one. I don't. I'm hey, not sure. I'm not sure how big of a deal nice it is. Play on words. <laughs> Are you for real? Uh, let's talk about the most ridiculous parts of this movie. Um, Zach, start us off with just just a, a, a your first thought of what the fuck in this movie. Uh, the biggest thing this is this was my favorite moment of this movie, and the biggest what the fuck moment of this movie is uh, in the middle of the sort of first chase scene. Lucy Liu is running away from 
Antonio Banderas, and there's a cutaway to a Billy Zane-looking guy uh, pressuring this girl in a broad daylight in an alleyway who's, like, clearly on a smoke break into hooking up with him, like, in the street. And he's like, oh, come on, baby, let's do it. And she's, like, starting to come around to it. And then Lucy Luce starts to run up, like, running away from somebody else. And he turns around, and he immediately stops trying to pressure this first girl into hooking up with him and he's like hey beautiful what's going on up, and then she just like yeah like this is something stupid and then she just breaks his nose in like three places and then runs away and then he just goes back to the first girl who's like comforting him and then antonio banderas comes up chasing lucy lou and this guy just blurts out hey i didn't touch her like why is that the first thing he yells right <laughs> just all of it all of it who is this guy this guy is the real villain of the movie um and i need a whole i need a whole day in the life safty brothers he looks like movie just on this guy come on baby huh come on yeah hey beautiful what oh 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 Zach, I 100% agree with you. I wrote this down as the yeah. number one, like, what is happening in this movie? I wrote it down in the real good stuff of the movie. Because it's for real good. Because it's for real good. I love that yeah. scene because it 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 uh, it struck me as just big. <laughs> I, like, looked up, saw Lucy Liu running, see automatically see sexual assault happening and yeah. then this guy just gets the shit kicked out of him and then you still hear him in the background as they keep like moving on from the scene right and it was him just complain or just crying like a little baby in the background it, after it, you guys nose broken and i was like this was awesome it i loved it honestly <laughs> it harkened back to, Harkin. shut up it harkened back to the scene from the rock where um nicholas cage steals the motorcycle from the guy after the giant uh sequence happened you you know you have these late 90s early 2000s um post action action sequences jokes and that was one of them for sure because you had the big shootout in the Vol- vancouver volcano vancouver public library and uh you had lucy lude you know having that joke of kicking the shit out of that creep and then uh Antonio Banderas running up. This was similar to you know Nicolas Cage hitting hitting a kid with a with a with a motorcycle helmet and stealing his little Ducati. You know I want to know whose idea it was to do that scene because it doesn't seem like Chaos's idea because uh, the rest of the movie did not have that like that sense of humor. Not chaotic enough. Yeah, yeah. I think no. that uh, if whoever wrote that or like maybe it was like the second unit director or something. He was like, hey, uh, my buddy here wants to be in the movie, like. I have a good transition in this alleyway <laughs> so that we can use. Maybe more of that would really help this movie. Look, the Teamsters are going to strike unless their <laughs> supervisor gets in this gets in the scene somewhere. <laughs> All right, we'll make it happen. But I totally agreed with you. My biggest idea for real was um, I already talked about it. The, well, music, the music, the music, yeah, music was unbelievable, unbelievable in Just, all the bad ways. I, I, it, it really made it more early two thousands than it needed to be, and. Uh, that was the biggest. Well, it was a Matrix ripoff because it was the same composer. He was like, "Hey, no I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna run it back. I'm gonna do the same thing, but worse. And we're gonna include half soundtracks in this movie, so that way there's no cohesion at all, wow. and that way we can be confused at every single turn." Wow. 
It was the same uh, same composer, same composer on the Matrix and on this movie. I, I think, can't believe that. I think maybe he just didn't do any work and he just submitted all of his like failed Matrix music. Wow, and just sent it. it in, and they were like, "Yeah, we love this." Here's fifteen million dollars. Yeah, wow, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Um, I mean, like. you guys hit the nail <laughs> on the head. My big for real thing was you're gonna have a high stakes. High impact, high visibility shootout at the Vancouver Public Library. What what's the significance of having a shootout at a library? Free to shoot there, as in film. <laughs> oh oh, it was a budgetary a budgetary concern. concern. Plot wise, it made zero sense. <laughs> it's like oh, we found a uh, we found a uh, sever at the library. I don't know what she's doing over there, but uh, let's open fire. Oh, and then the, the then the aftermath of it, where um, the agents try to roll up on Sever, and uh, the agents say, "No, pull back. Let the locals handle it." After multiple cars flip, there's fires, there's automatic <laughs> rifles hitting the street. Yeah, let's let the local uh, local uh, magistrate handle uh, these court orders. I think they t- really took advantage of the Canada fact in this situation, mm-hmm. and like that, Canada maybe a little too nice to catch a criminal. Yeah, you can get away with murder apparently in Canada. Uh, we too we, soon. Hey, we know that from uh, uh, Three Thousand Miles to Graceland. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who worked? Who worked? No, in this no, no. Movie? Hold oh, no, on. You don't. You want to? You want to talk more? Okay, no, I, we have to talk about the plot, the the twist, and everything. Just, okay. just really quickly. Okay. Is so it, uh, under the real good category? This is under the whatever you want to put it category. So here's what happens. Here's what this movie is about. Okay, it's not about everything that we said earlier. Right. It's about um, a child who gets a chip, a computer chip. It's like a right? like a cyborg. All, yeah, all cyborg like chip yeah. inserted in his arm. Yeah. So that he can cross the Berlin border with it. Yep. With his dad. Dangerous border. His, his who is not his real dad, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um so they they cross this yeah, because the Berlin border is extremely <laughs> they're this they're is, looking uh, for this chip. 1981. Yeah, they're looking for this chip in spe- specifically. So they cross the border and then the kid gets kidnapped before he can get the chip uh ripped back Extracted, out of him yep. after they'd already put into him and it yep. was in his wrist yep. even though that we didn't have any indication that there had been a puncture where the where the chip had been. He had inserted. a band aid. Lucy Lou was doing the thing. He on had his a band aid. Okay, yeah, so yeah. he was kidnapped by Lucy Lou, who took him and put him in a cage. Uh, I don't know why she had to put him in a cage. Caged up that kid. Caged up the kid, even though just going over. She was uh, being nice to him. I think that he he would have been fine just roaming around, but you know, put him in the cage. Whatever yeah, floats your boat. So then the rest of the uh, so then there's. Three competing people, but they're all working together to try and get the chip is what's happening. They're all struggling to get that there chip. There was a lot of double crossing going on. One like for everybody, everybody was like kind of working together. If yeah. it was a Den Vi- Ven- Den Viagram, a Venn diagram, yep. it would be a fucking circle because everybody was doing the same exact thing the whole time. They the but they were way. all backstabbing each other. Is that what was happening? Not backstabbing. They just had ulterior motives. They everybody all one everybody had ulterior motives. One objective, different results for each uh, group. Okay, so then you find out that actually Antonio Banderas ex his wife who he had been searched who he thought was dead, it turns out is alive, and uh who he goes searching for has actually been the wife of the big bad for the last seven years. Yep. And uh they both just thought the other one was dead. Yep. And they, they come knew? they come across each other after after our FBI guy gets shot by Lucy Lou, who misses his heart by centimeters on purpose with a gun. 
And warning shot. Yeah, warning shot. You're going to almost die. That's my warning shot. <laughs> no blood. Not a single drop of blood yeah. in that scene, by the way. He gets, he gets shot in the chest. Not a single bit of blood. He has enough, uh, enough uh, energy to sit up and go, she knows where your wife is. And then he follows her, yada, yada, yada. That leads to the sexual assault scene, which is excellent and everybody should watch. Um, back to the story. They, the, the, uh, Antonio Banderas and his wife meet up again. X meets, uh, his ex ex. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, it turns out that his son is actually, her son is actually his son. And she was pregnant when she tried to get him to leave the secret agency. But then they all turn back on each other. Lucy Lou joins up with them and they turn on the big bad Greg, Har- double triple G Harvey who ends up getting shot with his own computer chip. He gets hit. No, she which triggers. Kills him. Yeah. He, she inserts the, uh, the, 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 the kill, the, the soft kill project, soft kill project, into soft him, kill into him. And then he gets the heart attack and dies. Yeah. yeah. And then that's the end. Of the so that's movie. the, that's, that's the plot. Yeah. How did Zach, how did you feel about, about that plot? <laughs> There's just so many, so many potholes, so many things that don't make sense. I right. mean, the whole thing hinges on like just nobody having all of the information. And again, for like them to bill. You're telling me the DIA doesn't have top tier information, not the CIA, like, it's the DIA Department yeah, Information even, of America. <laughs> and like, like there's like, it's just this, the dumbest story. And like at one point, they're like trying to describe who Gantt is, and they're like, even shadow governments have shadow governments. I have a Gantt chart to and describe like, who Gantt is. Yeah. What the fuck does that even mean? Like, yeah. like who you'd never know who is working for who. Yeah. And it's not because it's a mystery. It's because the movie doesn't know who works for who. Right. They're all trying to do the same thing. But every single scene, there's like a replay of like Ray Park, like watching <laughs> Antonio Banderas do his job for him. And then them having the same conversation over and over of being like, should we uh, do our job before he gets in our way? And they're like, nah, let's just see what happens when he get, fucks this up for us. And then immediately after, they're like, we're in so much trouble. We keep fucking this up. But they just keep <laughs> doing the same thing over and over again because the movie doesn't make any sense and it doesn't have a real plot. Yeah. I've never seen less bullets hit less people than in this movie. I yeah, think. The, the rooftop sequence. Where I, think just this, I think this, I think this really, <laughs> I think this really like yeah. gives, gives Star Wars a run for its money and how incompetent the uh, stormtroopers are oh, yeah. with the with the plasma rifle. Meanwhile, Lucy Liu in the in the back of the truck just open and fire. That was the, can't miss a target. Okay, back. So we're going to real good stuff. She was fucking awesome in that scene. That it, was a great scene. Just when she hops into the assault vehicle and just starts like just blasting off. We didn't need forty five seconds of slow motion. Uh, <laughs> we machine did. Gun fire. I, I'm saying we did. And I, I appreciate. I'm, I'm in for it. I'm in for it. I would make that my LinkedIn profile if I could. You know the fucking vibes. <laughs> Was there anything good for you in this movie, Zach? Anything positive? Or you? Uh, yeah, you're uh, one of the hundred eighteen she... people that gave it a negative. <laughs> no, I. Spoiler alert: When we get to what I'm going to rewrite this movie, it goes up based on this one shot in this movie uh-huh. when she shoots a ro- or gr- grenade launcher at the guy on the top of the building. Hell and yeah! Then there's that- Slow motion shot that like twenty seconds of him falling off the roof, just falling, and then like I kept waiting for them to like cut away, and then I'm like, nope, we're just gonna keep going, and then I'm like, well, they're gonna cut away before he hits the car, and then he just hits the car, a tire shoots off of the car, and then domes another guy, and I was like, okay, that was cool. Yeah, that was (laughs) that that was good action sequence, a cool shot of the movie, and I was like, all right, like 
if the whole rest of the movie was going to be like that, I could have got on board with it. But then nothing visually interesting happened for the entire rest of the movie at all. Yeah, I uh, I agree. The Stephen was making fun of the Vancouver Public Library, but that was the best scene of the movie. Didn't it? Didn't take place at the library. It was across the street. Sorry to tell you that. Okay. Sorry to spoil that alert. Semantics, in my opinion. Uh, my real good stuff was the sexual assaulter getting his nose broken. I think that that's the way society should should work. Is <laughs> Lucy Lou should run around breaking breaking noses. sexual assaulters' noses? I appreciate that. Yeah. Anything for you, Stephen? Uh, real good stuff. Um. I you like the twist. You like you like uh, the kid being his. I and was him being pleasantly alive. surprised by the twist. Yes, because I thought it was going to go haywire. But but like because you in, you introduced the fact that it was his wife and that she saw him die when he saw her die. So that lost me. But then the final scene where he talks about, oh, I'm I fake my death too, and I'm actually this bad guy, and yeah, it, it weirdly 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 tied up in the end. And um, I thought that was okay. Yeah. That was it. Who worked for me? Who worked for you? You guys are going to hate this. AB. Banderas. Great role. Great role for AB. He was hard-boiled. He followed the cliches. He acted his ass off in the intro when the FBI agent showed up and he was having a conversation uh, with him. Uh, The way he was holding his cigarette. I was really hoping that that gif would show up of him on the computer and like... Him, him rolling back. I thought that was this movie, but it was not that. Th- it wasn't this movie at all. But I loved his hair. Uh, his hair looked really good in this hair movie. Hair was perfect. Fantastic. Banderas' hair was perfect in this film. And yeah, he, he for the first 45 minutes of this film, great acting. It's he, he kind of fell by the wayside when he found out about his son. But other than that, he was a good, hard-boiled FBI guy. I think he he is my worst of the movie. Damn. I think he just really looked the part. Looked the part really did well. Did not act the part. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, he he's not a Jeremiah. Yeah, he's definitely not. He's a not Jer- a Jeremy. Jeremiah X. <laughs> his no. wife called him Jeremy, yeah. and his name's Jeremiah. So you know, take and that. that and the worth. kid looks nothing like either of them. He yeah. he looked like that maybe- kid looked like an experiment from Lucy <laughs> Liu's bio biomechanics lab. Let's be honest here. That's the that should have been the twist. Lucy Liu crafted him in a that's, test. Tube. That's where I thought this movie was going. I right. thought she was like a scientist too, because she had basically a she's, lab. She's the one that created the prototype. She had a lab going that, on. That Gantt stole. Yeah, I know. They should have exploited that more. I explored that at the very who least. didn't who didn't work for me was Lucy Liu just because she didn't talk that much and th- and that's not a flaw on Lucy Liu. It's a flaw on the the, the she looked good and character. she did she rocked the 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 perp, the pink shades the glasses I thought yeah she did the, the the early two thousand sunglasses yeah but her action sequences were shit um, her lines were shit and you know I I can't knock Lucy Liu for that but it's the character of Sever was really really poorly written. Uh, Nick, uh, who who did who did work for you? Did work for me. Uh, Triple G, Greg Harvey. Wow, Greg, Greg Henry. Henry, Greg Henry, <laughs> uh, Robert Rob, Robert Gant, Robert Gant, Rob Gant, aka Agent Carter. Uh, he he was fine. He has bad guy face. He talks. He's a big bad he guy. talks kind of like a bad guy. He, his mouth moves in a different way than other people. So I appreciated him. Yeah, big old nose. Yeah, big he, old gin blossom nose. He did. He did a lot of the usual, uh, you know, big bad stuff. So you know what? I think he was effective at the very least, even though he he might have played it up a little bit. Um, he was in um, True Detective. He was in some show recently. Well, while you look it up, Zach, who worked for you and who did not work for you in this movie? 
who worked for me were uh, Terry Chen and the child actor playing his daughter. Yeah, they were good. Uh, they were great. The scene where Antonio Banderas starts to light a cigarette and she just shakes her head. No yeah, for, like, that was good. Yeah, 30 seconds. Like that was that. a good bit. Good child acting. And then uh, the like very 90s dated Terry Chen being like, I just had to explain to her that you got your butt kicked by a girl. <laughs> yeah. uh, just Ma- very made, 90s. Made it into the trailer. Mm-hmm. Made it into the trailer. Yeah, vi- the trailer tone was all over the place, uh, much like the movie. But that that worked for me. They worked well. I liked his character. Uh, he was solid, especially at the very end when he's like, where is she? And she's like on an elevator. That's an open face elevator (laughs) directly behind him, clearly escaping in slow motion as the FBI just looks around going, where'd she go? Yeah. Uh, uh, I love that last action sequence. Antonio Banderas makes his wife and kid. um, just stay in the elevator. You'll be safe here. And that's it. Yeah. That's, that's where they're at. They're just suspended above the entire. Everyone was as logistically confused in that scene as we were as viewers. He was, nobody knew anything in that movie. uh, Greg Henry, his most recent appearance being for me 10 years ago in the killing. He was uh, one of the cops in in that. Oh, he, he has cop face. He's got a generic cop face. Yeah. 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 Who did not work Uh, for you, Zach? Greg Henry. Uh, There you go. So generic of a villain with like such a generic, goal yeah uh, and just didn't do anything he didn't even have the acumen of of even owning that that (laughs) that device because he wasn't a fucking scientist no he possessed that device for zero percent of this movie Uh, i'm gonna hold the world hostage by having this robot and also the idea of that device itself is insane like what a dumb they're like it's a thing you have to shoot or inject into somebody and then remotely trigger yep uh okay (laughs) i don't get it out (laughs) How, you Ooh, how do you it get out? it back? Yeah. They're going to do an autopsy and be like, hey, we found this robotic thing. And hey, we found this robot ant up, up and in his heart cavity. That he didn't work. His plot didn't work. His, his goals didn't work. Yeah. Uh, nothing against the actor. What about his fine. fedora? His fedora in the, in the scene where the, the guy where kills he, himself. Where he forces him to commit suicide. <laughs> his fedora would have worked if this movie came out in 1992. He was very uh, very Humphrey Bogart looking in that with his trench coat and his uh, yeah, I know. That's that's the first time where I was like, oh, who's Ooh, this he, guy? He, he looks like a former secret <laughs> agent. Spoiler alert. For the DIA. He, he is the least undercover, un- undercover, undercover guy I've ever met. That's the worst part you know, about it. I really liked that he, he had this creepy, this creepy over sexy vibe and that he was really obsessed with... Uh, his, the lady? The, the reason he did yeah. everything was because he was obsessed with his best friend's wife. Yeah, he's which cuck. I thought, you know, and he succeeded in getting seven years, seven years of marriage with her. So good for him. Seven years to force marriage. It sounds like <laughs> bliss. Uh, quotes. What's your favorite quote? Do you have one? I think the uh, my nose. I didn't What's up, it. baby? Yeah, the, yeah, that, yeah. That guy when he's like my. I'm trying to exactly what he says because I wrote it down. He was like, he's like, I didn't touch her when he yells that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, every, he, like the, it says so much about that guy that that's his default first line when he sees like an FBI agent running up to him is I didn't touch her yeah. as his nose is broken and he's the one on the ground. Uh, he's been there before for sure. Yeah. He's had to have that conversation with law enforcement. Uh, I think that was the best quote of the movie. I got two. If you don't have one, Nick, um, I'll, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say this one. It's, it's really 
quasi-misogynistic, but Lucy Liu delivers the line very well. X uh, asks Sever, uh, where, did, where did you get all this ordinance? Apparently, ordinance means weapons. Yeah. Apparently means guns. I remember and, that one. And Lucy Liu uh, cocks the gun and then uh, says, says to him in deadpan, some women buy shoes. So, you know, yeah, take your action joke right there. Yeah. Do you have one, Nick? Yeah, mine was about mine. I kind of said earlier when uh, uh, Ray Ray Parker, Ray Park, Ray Parker Jr. said, uh, "Enjoy your time in Vancouver." Yeah, <laughs> and great. that's how we knew it was Vancouver. That's I, how we I, knew we were in Vancouver. I loved that. I Any loved town that. USA. Just kidding. It's Canada. <laughs> uh, I I did enjoy real quick the the line that Julio Martin, ex's boss. Said after after the fact, apparently agents are cool to hang out in cr- yeah, yeah, active yeah. crime scenes. Uh, and then Ross shows up, aka Ray Park. Julio Martin says, "Oh, you're sweating." Uh, and then Ross uh, coyly responds back, "It's been raining." Okay, yeah. sure, it's been raining like eight hours ago. There's been no rain during this action. So sequence. Ray Ray might have been the biggest double agent among everybody because he was he was in the cop squad and working. No, they're for... they're rogue DIA agents. Those that's why Carter 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 employed uh, Ross. And yeah, Ross knew was so in Ross. On it. Ross was the biggest double agent. Yeah, but I mean, all DIA agents are double agents, if you ask me. I okay. can freely talk about the DIA. What even is the DIA? It's is it made not, up? It's not real, because apparently they couldn't let the CIA say, hey, take our name, because we'll be bad. They don't do you, want the CIA Do you have to, to pay that. the CIA to, to use their name in a movie? I don't know. That's Ben Affleck. No, no, it sounds like something you have to pay them for. It's probably something stupid. Um, friends or Defoe, since we're keeping along, we refuse to let this die, just like Willem <laughs> Defoe in uh, Shadow of the Vampire. Uh, Zach replaced a cast member with a cast member of Friends or a Willem. This movie at least gets a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes if Greg Henry is replaced by Willem Dafoe. Mm, as the big bad? And then yeah. him forcing a... That'd be... I, I, could, I could buy that because the kid, kid kind of looks like him, so that maybe that's the reverse yeah, twist. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Banderas thinks it's his kid, but it's not his kid. It's actually, you know, Vampire Dafoe. That would have been a great twist, and he's like... And you never really cheated on me, right? This is really my son. She's like, oh, no, I fuck Willem <laughs> I got already sufficiently inseminated because I was worried. Have you seen the penis <laughs> Your decision-making is bad. <laughs> He's gay, oh, no. but he he has a special connection to classical music. There's many things that are interesting about him. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, who, who's your friend or defoe? Uh, I'm, I'm making the wife that has been forced to marriage Jennifer Aniston. That's fair. Yeah, I was gonna go the same route, but with Courtney Cox. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she's the she's the wife of interest. You wouldn't go Monica in the uh, Lucy Liu role. Monica ain't hard. If no. anything, I'd put Phoebe in that role. Monica's put, the only I'd one. Put who, Lisa Kudrow. No, uh, Monica's the only one who has the 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 arm strength to hold the guns. She's just she's been ripped since the beginning of time. Uh, Lisa Kudrow got leg strength. Okay, maybe. I think she's got the longevity in her. Okay. Uh, make it fresh. Not possible. Not possible. You can't get it up to. There's six, too many things you can't that are get missing. It, you cannot get it to sixty percent, but you could get it to thirty percent in the. It, so out of make, our criteria, making the right moves. I mean, it could easily get out of our criteria, but that's not the question. The yeah. question is to make it fresh, and you can't. You can't. I agree. Zach, no. There's nothing you could do to make this movie. A fresh. non-redeemable movie is is X versus Sever. I think yeah, if I you re-release this movie right now, exactly the way it is, it would be like fifteen to twenty percent. I disagree. 
I think it's. I think it's still just under put, ten. They would just put it on a streamer, and it would get fifty reviews, and there would be two of them that would be like, "Hey, you're, that was." You're, that you're was hearing fun. it from God's lips to to your ears, uh, Netflix. Put this movie on a streaming platform. You're going to get traffic. Yeah, That's let's what see what said. happens. I'm yeah. I'm positive it will. This right. wasn't as bad as. It was as bad as any movie I've seen on that. Platform. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was as good as Coffee and Kareem. But, I have, you know. <laughs> I haven't I haven't watched Coffee and Cream and I have not watched The Gray Man yet. Still not still haven't jumped yeah. into The Gray Man. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Um any any last thoughts before we before we get silly? For a movie that's called X versus Sever, they have one singular fight scene. Right. And then two chase scenes, and then that's it, and then they team up. Like for a movie to colon itself with two characters' names in the title, to not have those characters be recognizable characters and names from like an established like IP to just throw that in there and then market it as a versus movie. It didn't like you could have just called this movie ballistic with no colon and it changes nothing. Like this movie really was not X versus ever. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. That's a very good point. You reminded me though, the, the chase scene where they're both on the motorcycles impeccable oh the motorcycle that appears out of nowhere for him yeah, like, after he rolls just, out of the vehicle yeah <laughs> he rolls out of the prison bus and there's an abandoned motorcycle just lying there really the appreciated ground. that that uh yeah. action sequence well we didn't see the man fall off of it uh, at some point during no he got freaked out because a you know a grenade launcher launched <laughs> at a school bus or not a school bus prison bus whatever um yeah Okay. Also, ballistic is a is an interesting word for this movie. It, I mean, it is a double entendre in that yeah. it, it it means two things. So that's cool. There's a lot of things. Yeah, two things, two villains, two sides. They weren't crazy enough to. Nobody in this movie was crazy enough to be categor, like categorized as ballistic, though. Yeah. So that that would be my main issue there too. I like how Lucy Liu just uh, is a ghost most of the time. She's like the female. She's like female Batman. Uh, she, she is female Batman in this movie. She just vanishes. She's a hundred percent female Batman. Really in this appreciate movie. That. even though she's just taking the elevator right behind you. Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. so, hold on. Fuck those movie poster taglines that said uh, they're going ballistic because neither of them go ballistic in this movie. I mean, she went ballistic with her um, air kicks. So there's that. <laughs> put put Elaine Bennis to shame. Now it's time for the games. We're going to start off with the top five. Top five. We're going to do our top five versus movies. Movies with verses in the title. There's some good ones. Such a good one. Surprising amount. Uh, probably 20 or so titles. There's a lot. There's a lot. If you guys need need a few seconds, we can do that. No, I, I, have, a, uh, I have a general list that I uh, wrote down. I... Have the hardest part of this was the order for me. Okay, I've got my list. I don't know that I have the order, but I've got my list. Why don't you start off with your five? I'm going eagle versus shark. Number wow, five. so you saw it as well. So describe to to the audience because I'm sure not a lot of people know what this movie is. It's a uh, is it Taika Waititi that directed it? I think or wrote it. Or Something did he? Like he we should know this. Yeah, he directed it. He directed it, starring Jemaine Clement from Flight of the Concords. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, I would say, in the vein of Flight of the Concords, you know, socially awkward, misfit, rom-com, um, but with a twist. I don't even know how else to describe this movie. Um, it's a it's a movie that I took forever to watch, be- but you see the poster so many times. Right. I say yeah. it was kind of like um, 
New Zealand Napoleon a, Dynamite for me. <laughs> it's an early Netflix instant uh, instant uh, watch. You know, when when Netflix first started doing the the, the their streaming service, this is one of the films that were that was routinely in the library. That's how I know it. I still haven't seen it, by the way. So it's been oh twelve years since the, <laughs> since the, the platform <laughs> launched. You know how it is. I'm due for a rewatch of this movie. What's your five, Nick? My five. I'm going with a. Uh, Oscar-winning feature starring Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep. Wow, We're you're really doing at, it. At number five, I'm throwing in Kramer versus Kramer, uh, the original child of divorce movie um, about a man getting left with the kid instead of uh, the woman you want him back. being left. You can't have him back. That's basically the movie. It's yeah, a, it's it, a, it is basically the movie. It's a legal drama. Yeah. Legal drama. It is good, though. I'm going to say it is good. Meryl! I watched it as a a, a budding uh, cinema kid in college. Yep. And that was the only time I've seen it because I don't do well with those situations. Little, uh, <laughs> and little I, and little I'm anxious. not a child of divorce, so, uh, you know. Get a little anxious. Yeah, it makes, me, it makes me a little anxious. There's a couple fairly heated scenes in it. Uh, you feel a lot. It's it's a big feel-a-lot movie. Five Oscars, though. It won five Oscars, so good for that. Best picture, best actor, best actress, best director, and best screenplay. So there you go. Best OG screenplay or best adapted? Adapted. I didn't know it was adapted. Interesting. That's what it says. Okay. My number five, uh, it might be on nobody's list, but I'm going to say it anyways. Freddy versus Jason. So this was one of the only movies that 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 brought the the I guess the hidden horror fan out of me because before Terrified of Jason, Terrified of Freddy, watch this movie. Oh, they're not that scary. They actually say some funny things and some weird deaths happen. Uh, you know, like a kid getting his back broken when Jason folds the bed in half. Uh, but never, yeah. never seen it. Never seen it. It's good. It's not scary at all. It's it's uh, weirdly uh, weirdly funny. Weirdly funny. Zach, what's your four? Uh, my four is actually Freddy versus Jason. Wow! Who knew? Yeah, uh, big. That was a big movie uh, for me. In I don't know what year it came out. Two thousand six, two thousand seven. Uh, uh, yeah, before that. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, classic. I two horror movie titans. I'm a oh, big. Oh three. Big, oh three. Wow, even earlier. Yeah. That was a bit, so that was even middle school then. I remember, yeah, I made my uh, grandpa because it was rated R, and I was oh, hell yeah. probably, I think we were like 13 you at said, the time. You and said, I, Grandpa, you're taking me to this now. I was like, I shit. Need to grandpa, there's titties in this movie. <laughs> I made him take me to Freddy versus Jason, and I made him take me to Team America World Police, and I'm sure he was like, <laughs> I fought in wars, and this is what I'm doing now. He's definitely pounded uh, some MGDs before that showing. Uh, so- were you disappointed there was not a sequel? Um, I'm kind sort of, of. I'm sort like, of salty about it. I feel like there, like with those properties, there should be a sequel by now. Yeah, there uh, should have been, or like Michael versus I, Jason, or, or you know, you know, have a have a tournament, tournament of horror champions. I know we talked about this on a Jaws episode. How is there not another Jaws yet? Yeah, yeah, because like, they made uh, that, they made four they made of- that Mandy Moore movie <laughs> recently, and it did terrible. Thirty eight <laughs> meters down, or whatever the fuck it's called. Forty eight. 48, 38, the first, first 48. Uh, four, Nick. My number four is going to have to be uh, 
It's between a couple of monster battles. So I have I have a few to choose from. I didn't choose Freddy vs. Jason because I haven't seen, never it. seen it. I haven't seen it. You're a loser. Not for me. Um, loser. The first, second podcast we ever did, as in me, uh, mm. you were you were not a co-host yet, Stephen, nope. on uh, Real Rotten. I was, was a twinkle in your eye. Was Alien vs. Predator. AVP uh, 1. Requiem. Number 4. No, not Requiem. No, a- AVP, the, the OG. Yeah, the OG, OG was the very first one we did. Uh, That's your number 4. No, it's not my number 4. I'm going Godzilla vs. Kong. <laughs> okay, that was a weird segue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, good movie. Mothra's in it. Shot, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Mothra's in it? Is that the one with Mothra? No, that's the other one. That's Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Kong and Godzilla is just Kong and Godzilla battling it out. Oh, that was pretty good, too. They have, like, multiple fights. Oh, Kong 2? Am I thinking of Kong 2? Wait, Zach, can you verify that? Was there a third... Was there a third bat, or was I it just Kong versus Godzilla? Oh, yeah, you're, I think you're, I think you're uh, right. It was, no, there was Mecha Godzilla. It was Mecha. Kong. That's Mecha. where it is. They built yeah, Mecha yeah, Godzilla. Yeah. That was the twist. There you go. Yeah, that was good. So yeah. I'm, I was in. That's you fair. know, I watched it. I didn't remember a thing, but I remember being, I remember recommending it to five people after I saw it. You know? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Go watch this shit. It's, it's that fucking post, cool. uh, post-vaccination haze. You know, you yeah. want everybody to watch Congress Godzilla. It was a better version of uh, Pacific Rim in that yeah. some things happened in the light more often. And there's alternate dimensions, apparently, yeah. according to the Kong and Godzilla verse, just like uh, Pacific Rim. And Rebecca Hall was in it, and Skarsgård, Brian Tyree Henry. I you know, I got I support. Forgot Rebecca. Hall I gotta was in support that film. my people. Is what it came down. She to. was uh, Kong's best friend, right? Her and Skarsgård were trying to get get him home. Uh huh. That was the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, weird. My number four as well. You you hit the nail on the head. Uh, good battle sequences. Good. Uh, okay, graphics. Better sound. Uh, that's a surround sound movie. You got to watch that in surround sound totally. to really to really understand that. What's your What's your three, Zach? My three is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, classic uh, Alan Tudyk movie. Yep. Uh, great concept. Bunch of, you know, a couple hillbillies in the woods and a cabin in the woods. And a bunch of teenagers roll up on them. Right. And they think they are serial killers. And really, they are just a couple of nice guys minding their own business. But the uh, just hanging out <laughs> in their, yeah, in their out. deer shed, yeah, in their yeah. deer shed. And then these these kids think they're serial killers, so they try to go after them and end up getting themselves killed. Yeah. And uh, the two poor hillbillies just don't know what's going on or why these college kids keep killing themselves in front of them. Yep. Uh, it's a classic, classic movie. Loved it. Uh, that's number three on my list. Honorable mention. My uh, number two. My number two. That's your number two. Tucker and Dale versus. Evil. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. So, oh. so so just like Cabin in the Woods being like a subversion of a horror, satire. a satire of a yeah. horror genre, I uh, that that's the horror I can handle. Really and, enjoyable, and for me, it it really struck a chord. It's, it, they made the they made Tucker and Dale very um, sympathetic characters, and you you could really get with them. Him running out of the house with the chainsaw was oh one my of the god, yes. <laughs> and then the kid diving into the wood chipper, the kid diving into the wood chipper. <laughs> Really good, really good movie. It's definitely honorable mention. It, it belong. It's it's its own echelon in in my category, in my categorical list here. Uh, my number three. It's definitely not on anybody else's list. It's the People versus Larry Flint. Um, thinking it was more of a skin movie, but it was actually a good legal drama. Yeah, legal drama. For and then sure. a legal bio with Woody Harrelson playing the hell out of Larry Flint, which you didn't think was possible. Early uh, early showcase of Edward Norton's talent. Um, great movie. 
Milo Schwarman. Great movie. Milos. Isn't it Milos? I think so. Pretty sure it is. That one is an honorable mention for me. I didn't get around to it. I mean, I've seen it, and I remember watching it, and I remember another thing about it. I remember being impressed, and I liked... Uh, yeah, Milos Schwarman. It was one of those first movies that I saw where people were just, like, saying really... Uh, my parents made me go hardcore, to sleep. They were uh, saying hardcore things the whole time because yeah. they're talking about smut constantly. So I was just like, I'm not sure I could, should be hearing all this. <laughs> I'm not sure that this is okay for me. And when, then uh, I was still, I, I liked it a lot, if I remember correctly. My parents uh, rented the movie, and uh, as soon as the movie started, it shows like them at a strip club. And as soon as they showed like the stripper's ass, my parents like, you're going to bed. Okay, good night. And then you torrented it. Uh, then I watched it on USA Network like three years later, and it was like, oh, this is what you made me miss. This is actually captivating. Well, you saw the uh, yeah the edited version. Yeah, where they blur everything out, all the cool parts out. Yeah. Um. So you said your number two, Nick. What's your number two, uh, Zachy? My number two, number two is Zach. You already said your number two. I just said that. Yeah, you're right. No, I haven't said my number three. Oh, what's your number? What? Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. What's your number three? Ford versus Ferrari. Wow. FVF. FVF. Wow. That's your number three. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Frank Ocean. Ford versus Ferrari. No, that's not right. Yeah, you're right. Um. Yeah. I love a. I love a James Gray vehicle, as in actual vehicles driving around. Okay. Yeah. No. I, no. Uh, a James Mangold. Mangold. That's Mangold. A, yeah. That's yeah. the guy. That's yeah. The guy. James Mangold. Uh. What a great uh, racing movie. Uh, I'll talk about it real quick because it'll be my number two. Great racing movie. If you don't watch that movie and want to do um, and want to go over 100 on a freeway after watching that movie, there's something wrong with you. You want to get in your car and you want to drive after watching that film. They called it the ultimate dad movie. and It's very daddy. It is very daddy. And it made me realize that, you know what? That's my genre. I'm into that. Fuck, f- fuck the fucker. I want to see two 45-year-old men uh, fight in a uh, parklet. Yes. Yeah. Show yeah. it to me. And then go have a beer with each other. Drive them cars. My Drive name, them fast. My name's Carol Shelby. Before, after I race this Ford, I'm going to go make me some chili. <laughs> What's your number two, Zach? It's also Ford versus Ferrari. Wow! Yeah. We're we hitting all the, all the Ford nails on the head. <laughs> yeah, you guys uh, nailed it. Uh, Christian Bale, fantastic. Who's, um, who plays Ford? Who plays uh, the descendant of Ford? He's a, he's a, he's a famous Steppenwolf uh, screenwriter. Les, his name's like Leslie. Leslie, uh, married to Carrie, Car- not Kyra Sedgwick. It's that's Kevin Bacon. It's the, another person, another famous uh, lady. Tra- Tracy Letts. Tracy, Tracy Letts, Letts, not, not Leslie. <laughs> Tracy Letts, married to Carrie Coon. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah, Tracy Letts, uh, great role for him. Great role for Christian Bale. Great role for Matt Damon. Um, who else is in that movie? Oh, John Bernthal as Lee Iacocca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our guy. Catriona Balfi uh, in a mm, pre. And, as the wife. And your boy Noah Jupe. Noah Jupe. Noah Jupe. <laughs> you can't say that. That sounds like a slur. Josh <laughs> Lucas also in it. Uh, yep. Zach, what, what was your favorite thing about uh, FVF? Uh, Christian Bale in that movie. Um, with his deep accent. Yeah, I like that a lot. His, his deep accent. Um, and uh, I think my favorite part of that movie, though, is uh, was, I can't say Matt Damon when he says he wants to land his own plane uh, at like the Ford show. And he lets him like land. They let him fly the plane in himself and land it. And everyone's freaking out because he's just recklessly flying the. Oh, because Carol Shelby. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah Carol Shelby. Yeah, that I thought that part that was fantastic. Yeah, great movie. Uh, Nick, what's your what's your numero uno supremo? 
Scott Pilgrim versus yeah the world. That's a good number one. I gotta. That is my. That's your number one as well. Okay, you guys go ahead and talk about it because you guys have love for this movie that I I I don't know why, but I still don't. I don't know uh, if it's aged as well as it could have, uh, but it did set a precedent in in a comic uh, book movies, kind yeah. of comic book way that still hasn't been replicated in the in the same way. Right, a wholly unique movie that is uh, ultimately watchable and rewatchable. As long as you go, as long as you realize that you that Scott Pilgrim is a bad boyfriend from the beginning and a yeah. bad and a kind of yeah. a bad guy. Yeah. Once you once you just know that and you don't defend it, it's still a good movie. Who like, would have knew? Who would have knew Mary Elizabeth Weinstein would be equally as bad in real life? Hell yeah, <laughs> that's my girl. <laughs> I love Mary Elizabeth. Problematic, Weinstein. problematic bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Zach, anything else you wanted to add? Uh, no. I mean, I think the cast is is really yeah. It's a really good cast of early actors, Brie Larson. And I think of, yeah, early Brie Larson singing Patrick, Anna Kendrick, Kieran Culkin, uh, Chris wow. Evans, uh, Jason Schwartzman, wow. just Aubrey Plaza, amazing cast all through Edgar Wright, you know, stylistically really entertaining. And I think, yeah, Nick nailed it. As long as you go into it recognizing that Scott Pilgrim is a bad person, uh, you can enjoy watching the movie as long as you're not, you know, you're not rooting for him, you're just following the, the story and i think it works yeah um i'm definitely not winning the the uh, audience award this week because my number one is um one of my favorite dc movies batman <laughs> vs superman ultimate edition only not the theatrical release zach it is the ultimate edition the one that's almost four hours long is that the snyder cut it's basically what should have been the snyder cut pre-justice league great movie i didn't watch the theatrical cut we still refused to watch a theatrical cut got introduced to this uh to the movie through this version and i gotta tell you it's a good movie it's a good movie it's not number one it's not better than ford versus ferrari it's not better than uh it's the best it's the best versus movie to me <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm, I'm throwing it out there it's, okay i guess if you give it the versus caveat maybe maybe the versus that makes caveat sense. and the fact that it's the ultimate edition the one that's three and a half hours you're not giving me the two hour cut i want the three and a half hour cut i need to know all the little details i need to know more about batman i need to know about why jk simmons is hunting this dude and why everybody's scared of the bat in gotham city and why henry cable dies but then you know you have the twist at the end yeah sorry i got i gotta do it feel free to to ridicule me zach i'm I'm here for it everybody else does i actually like the ultimate edition too i think it works better than the theatrical cut so much. i don't think it fixes all of the problems i think the yeah. uh is that also the abomination what's who's the the big yeah. It's um, Doomsday. Great line uttered by Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor. <laughs> this is your Doomsday. Yeah, that's, that's, that, yeah. that carries over well. That, I think that part still doesn't work super well, but I think the first <laughs> you know two-thirds of that movie is, is great. The first two-thirds of that movie is Martha. impeccable. Impeccable. Martha. And I only really the Ultimate like, Edition. And I really like Ben Affleck in that movie. I think he was a great Batman in that movie. Batfleck, underrated. Sorry. Sorry to say that. Him running into the rubble uh, when you see Superman fighting Zod from, like, the street perspective. All that stuff is great. Great intro. Well, Stephen, I'm glad glad we're friends because if we weren't, I'd be worried about you. I think that you would fall deeply into the Schneiderverse area. No, I'm not an incel. I just like those two movies. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just letting you know. I'm not an incel. I like those two movies. I'm not. That sounds like what an incel would say, but you know that maybe that's just me. Red pillin' all day. (laughs) Now it's time for reboot, sequel, prequel. We choose one. We pitch it. I can uh, I can start us off 
I've already said it before, and I'll say it again. We're rebooting this. It's going to be the same movie. He's the same thing. We're keeping Antonio Banderas, and we're keeping Lucy Liu. Because they need, they need, we need some comeback stories. Those two, they need a new vehicle. Would it be the progeny then? We, the, all we do is we up, no, uh, we keep them as they're just older spies. They're just mm, older spies. Okay. We keep them in the same roles. We update the music choices. We update the action a little bit. We make, we make Antonio either learn how to shoot a gun or learn how to fist fight. One or the other. Maybe we give him a sword, send him back to his, Send him back to his comfort zone, you know, something like that. But I think if we, uh, I think there is, there's an update available. We replace Greg, Triple G Greg. Sorry, sorry to tell him he's got to go. We wow. put Jason Clark in that role. Nice. Jason Clark is in now as the reboot. Uh, we call it uh, Ballistic Colon X vs. Ever. Still, add one more fight between Lucy Liu and Antonio, and then we're good. So the same movie and we just it, made today. And we released it on a streamer. Yep. Okay. And, and then Netflix comes out three weeks later and was like, this is one of the 10 most watched movies of the year. Wow. No, that's a bold statement. That's what's going to happen. Um, Zach, you got, you got anything better than that? Uh, I am also rebooting this movie, but I'm taking it in a completely different direction. I'm casting uh, Tim Robinson and Sam Richardson wow. from Detroiters, and I think you should leave. Uh, <laughs> Tim Robinson is... Uh, Jeremiah X and <laughs> Sam Richardson is Sever. And it is just a straight up parody of action movies. We're keeping all of the tropes, but we're playing it completely straight uh, with the script and we're letting them just act it out in the goofiest way possible. Instead of uh, being a, a cigarette smoker, um, X likes his sloppy steaks. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's pouring just water all over a hot, fresh steak. Has this They're ever happened to you? Yeah. White suits, yeah. the whole movie. This White. makes a lot of sense to me, actually. I, I really like that version. You think I'm a piece of shit? <laughs> uh, no, I like that. That's I like the, the satire uh, angle. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it serious and do the prequel. The prequel is going to be the origin story of Sever. So the Project Orphan, where she gets employed by the DIA by being rejected by her family for being a for being a girl born in China. Yeah. And just the the her rising through basically like There's a lot there. There's basically there. what Kill Bill what the Kill Bill prequel should always be. How this assassin starts, the origin story and how she becomes an elite. Who plays young Lucy Liu? Uh the girl the teen well the teenage version because that's going to be the majority yeah, yeah, of where yeah. the action takes place. The girl from uh E-E-I-L. <laughs> Everything, <laughs> okay, everywhere, yeah, yeah. all at once. <laughs> the, the daughter. Yeah. E-I-O. Yeah. I forget the name of her. It's not Rosie Tran. It's someone else. Stephanie Sue? Yeah, Ste- Steffi Sue. Yeah. That's yeah. who That's yeah, who that's plays right. the young the young Lucy Liu. She was great in uh, Everything, Everywhere. She'll be even better in that. Not streaming, so I, I was going to rewatch that this week. What's it streaming on? Primo. Oh, Ammo, Ammo Primo. Ammo Primo. Wowzers. Who would have knew? Great 72, uh, also in our in our age range, so yeah. shout out to her. Yeah, absolutely. Final thoughts. Uh, anything anything left in the gas tank there? Uh, 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 oh, we don't know who wins because we're all winners here because our producers suck. Final we're all thoughts, winners here, yep. Better than the big green. Uh, uh, before we get into that, Zach, you have any last notes that you want to utter? No, I think we've given this movie enough. It's uh, fair. It's fair. fair. Is it better than the big green then? No, I agree. Yeah, it's a zero versus zero, and uh, Big Green wins this battle. It's a double zero for for uh, X versus Sever. What do you re-rate it then, Nick? 
It's moving up. My book, it's moving to a, uh, a 11. It's not a zero. It's I, not I a agree. zero. It's not a zero. It's not a zero. I not will, a zero. 11. I, I'm going to go two. It's a two percenter. <laughs> it's not zero. Zero, zero is a hard criteria to match, and I think it, it doesn't get... Uh, there's worse movies. There's worse movies. Emoji movies. I think that is 100%. Correct. Emoji movie's worse than this. Emoji movie is slightly better than this. No, I just hard pass. Uh, Zach, uh, I'm giving it a two, uh, one for the Crystal Method song, and yes. one point for the uh, Billy Zane looking guy who gets his nose broken by yeah. Lucy Liu. And, and the points. grenade, yeah, and they the, bring it up. The grenade 2%. launch and the fall. grenade launch. Yeah, and the grenade launch fall. Yeah, so that those that gets it up to a two percent for me. Okay, okay. Uh, real recommendations. I will recommend. Uh, you, don't have, you don't have a blurb. Oh yeah, we do quick have a blurb. Yeah. Quick, quick, quick blurb. I thought okay, yeah, yeah. You'd sorry. have to be ballistic to watch Ballistic Guys for a server. Yeah, phone that. Also, in. I thought that this was server for the longest time. X versus server. X versus server. <laughs> That's the sequel where the Matrix and X versus Sever universe. Uh, yeah, I converge. guess I guess I was just wrong. Yeah. So it is what it is. You are my son, but you are also <laughs> a robot. Um, uh, another movie that was two percent. That yeah. Crossover, the uh, the streetball movie. Remember that movie? No. Okay, well, we'll talk about it one day. Is that a cinematic release? (laughs) It should be. Is it Biker Boys? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My blurb for this movie, um, the only adversary you're going to find in this movie is uh, Father Time Against You. Zach? (laughs) That's fair. You know, I would just say... Not shocked that this is a Matrix ripoff. Just watch the Matrix. Just leave it at that. Not shocked this is a Matrix ripoff. Yeah, just That's it. Just watch the Matrix. <laughs> just, <laughs> just watch the Matrix, and then uh, a less confusing version of the Matrix, or a more confusing version of the Matrix is X versus Sever. Fair enough. Recommendations. You got one, Nick? Uh, I got a couple. Great. Rings of Power, I'm going to recommend. Are you watching that? Seen the first two. How do you like it? Love it. Wow. But I think that's because I'm starved for production value yeah. in, a, in a TV show. That's true. I, I watched it, and I was just like, the, these are actors in real places giving me feeling. Yeah. It's a good versus evil story. It's mm-hmm. very easy to comprehend. Okay. Leaves me on my seat. I care about each character, and that's all I needed. I just That's all I wanted in a, in a TV show. And they're giving it to me, and, I, and I'm glad that uh, Bezos put his billions towards this one. It's like, yeah, waste. You have billions to spare. Spare it on production value. I'm into it. Let's do it. Let's keep it going. Who else? Who else in the level crowd say yeah? Yeah. yeah. And my uh, my second, my quickly second one is I listened to the big picture uh, 500th episode today. Oh, goodness. And uh, I got choked up like for a lot of it because it's been a podcast I've listened to for multiple years now. Years. And uh, I feel part of the community. Yeah, there you go. It made me it made me think about our podcast and it and then I'm happy to have it as an outlet. Wow. And, uh, thank you, Stephen. Thanks. And, and not our producers. For Thanks me. for our. Uh, thank you, Zach, for uh, for participating in, in, in a very, very small listen to podcast world. Our wide community of 10 listeners. <laughs> uh, Zach, I'm what, there. what's your real rec? Uh, my real rec is uh, The Rehearsal on HBO. Okay. Uh, Nathan Fielder's new show. I think it just wrapped up, I think, a, maybe yeah. a week or two ago. Right. Uh, fantastic, surreal, uh, 
I guess you would call it a documentary. Or it's Nathan Fielder. Show. It's its own genre. It's, this is Nathan Fielder stuff. Yeah. It's just shtick, it's, which is good. It's Nathan Fielder, and it's brilliant, and it's probably the most insane thing he's done yet, and absolutely yeah. enthralling, riveting uh, TV. Yeah, it's good uh, stuff. Incredible. It's good stuff. I gotta, I gotta watch it on my own. It's good stuff. Yeah, I don't think I can do it. It's it's awkward humor. It's I awkward just have a humor. really hard time with that hu- with that awkward humor. Yeah, well, because you're awkward yourself, so you don't want to resonate. That's true. Real recommendation: Blackbird, starring uh, Taron Ed- Taron Edgerton, Edgerton, Taron really? Taron Eggleston, Paul Walter Hauser, Paul Walter burning down the Hauser. Really, 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 really good show on Apple TV. Paul Walter Hauser is who I would put on the list of actors who would come on this podcast because they're so fucking cool. He's so cool. If we could, if we could uh, uh, levy that budget, I'd, I'd, I'd buy an hour of his time just to review a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, Paul Walter Hauser plays a serial killer in this in this film and, or film limited series, and uh, his voice is captivating because he talks like this and. Uh... This is how I'm gonna have a conversation with you. So it's 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 creepy in that in that aspect. Yeah, it sounds creepy. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, created by Dennis Lehane, who's one of my favorite authors. Uh, and yeah, great show. There you go. Based on a true story. Watch it. That's it. That's all I gotta say. Anything else, Nick? You wanna you wanna alleviate airing of grievances here? Nope. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, as we always say, keep it real, keep it rotten. Appreciate Zach for coming on for episode his fifth. Uh. Thank you for being an all-star. Hey, now, you're an all-star. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big big hey, ups to ZD. You haven't gotten a sticker yet, so we'll send you one in the mail. Checks in the mail. <laughs> Can't wait. My pleasure to be here, guys. And, uh, yeah, yeah, this has been Real Ron. Uh, stay tuned uh, next time where we might do a sly. We might not. Some films are right, some films are rotten. and we like our potatoes are gotten. You are to film, but you can't even. But here comes Nick and Steve, and they break it down, they turn it out. And when it was over, you wanted to shout, I want my money back. That was real rotten. Real fucking rotten. Yeah.